What's up? It is Tracy Jackson, also known as the Spiritual Cheerleader, coming to you live with your weekly pep. Welcome to episode 29 of Weekly Pep. In this week's episode, our topic is what are you carrying into work with you? This episode is inspired by Real Happiness at Work by Sharon Salzberg. Um, There was a portion of a chapter that talked about this subject matter and I um, was really, really intrigued to delve a little bit deeper into the subject matter because of the fact it affects so many of us. Many of us are not only directly affected by this, meaning that we bring in certain things to work, but also um, we have been on the receiving end of people who might have brought something into work um, that they didn't need to bring in. Um, I'm a big believer in change starts with you. And um, therefore, I really wanted to to put out this episode to help you to work through the issues so that you're not bringing in things that don't need to be brought into work. You're not bringing in your argument with your spouse. You're not bringing in um, your son's bad grades or, you know, you're not bringing in um, your, your family member who um, you consider the black sheep of the family. You're not bringing in any of that stuff into work. You're, you're literally, you know, um, able to process those things in a healthy manner such that, um, you're not allowing those instances, those activities to negatively influence you or others. Um, and I obviously want to start off with, um, the tip of identifying what you're bringing in. Many of us don't even realize that we're bringing in something to our work that isn't ours until we've snapped (laughs) at somebody, right? Um, And I think um, it's really, really key before you, you know, maybe even leave the house, before you get into the car, you know when something is off, um, you know, you feel it in your body. You, you can recognize it um, in how you're feeling. You just feel off. And so identifying, okay, what, what's happening here? Why am I feeling off? Am I off because, you know, me and my spouse had an argument right before I left for work? Um, and, you know, what can I do to, um, to resolve this before I allow it to take over at work? you know, um, and sometimes it can't be resolved. Sometimes it can, um, you know, sometimes it's a simple, you know, message like, I'm sorry that this happened, or can we talk about this further tonight? Um, you know, I like, so such that you can feel like you've made a proactive step towards resolution, um, so that you're not thinking about it and allowing it to negatively affect you throughout the day. Um, so identify what you're bringing in. That's the first step. Um, the second step is one that happens when you're in the office. You know that you're in a funk. You know that you're not really feeling great today. Um, you know that you might have a tendency to want to <laughs> jump down somebody's throat, right? So 
let's just say somebody comes into, you know, your office or into your cubicle space or whatever. And they say, Hey, I need to ask you a question about something. Da, 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 da. And like, maybe they just go ahead and blurt out the question, or maybe you can stop them before they ask the question and say like, you know, Hey, can you give me maybe about 10 minutes and then I'll come see you? Or can you send it to me by email so I can look over it? And then once I process it, I'll come back and see you. Taking the time before you respond to assess um, where you are is something that that can really, really help you to not bring that negativity into that space. You're literally saying, okay, this is something completely different from what I experienced this morning. So let me look at this thing with clear eyes. If you know that you can't do that just right off the bat without jumping down someone's throat, take the time to respond. Give yourself that breathing room. Um, you know, if some, like I said, someone comes in to ask something, you can say, look, hey, can I have this, this moment to like process what you're telling me um, or, you know, to really think about this question? I'll get back to you shortly, right? Um, take, take a moment to like maybe even go to the restroom or, you know, go walk outside for a minute, right? To, to just take a break. Um, because if you feel yourself kind of reaching that boiling point, taking yourself out of that situation for a minute can give you kind of a new lease on how you're feeling. And it can help you to um, recognize that the question that's coming at you right now is not in relation to what happened this morning or what happened this past weekend. It's really something that's happening here at work today. And so giving yourself that breathing room to respond as you, um, as you know, in a way that works for you is going to be most beneficial. So give yourself that time, take the time before responding to literally assess where you are. Right. So then before you, before you, um, respond, it's a good idea to really look at the intention behind the response. Is the response coming from a, um, a loving aspect or is it coming from fear? Um, so I'll just say, um, give, you know, give an example here. Let's say somebody comes in and they say, well, you know, I, um, I was looking over this and I believe the answer to the question is why. Um, but I see that you have its X, like, why do you have it as X? There's two ways I could respond in that situation, right? I could respond in that situation as if the world is attacking me. And obviously, if I've had an argument with somebody that morning, that's my natural tendency is to argue as if somebody is attacking me. Now, I've identified the fact that I, you know, already am not in the greatest of places because of the fact, you know, I had this argument. I can take the time, as I said, so-and-so, you know, I, I understand the question. Um, can I get a moment? I need to run to the restroom real quick. I, you know, will come back and answer the question in your office or whatever. Go to the restroom. While you're in the restroom, take the time to really, de, de, you know, decompress from what was just asked of you um, and to really process it, process what is being asked for you. Um, look at your intention in answering it. 
Are you going to come back in a defensive manner? Are you going to come back in a more loving manner? Um, now, like, like I said, this person's coming to you saying, I believe why you believe X. Well, if you really support your belief in X, like tell them, this is why I, you know, I, I understand how you could see why, but the reason I saw X was because of one, two, and three, right? That's a very loving way to respond to why you felt X was the right answer. X was, you know, the way that this should be assessed. It's not um, detrimental to you. It's not, um, you know, cutting you down or anything like that. But if you if you take it from the approach of a fear-based mindset, you might say, why are you challenging me on X? Like, X is the right answer. That's what I came up with. I don't know, you know, if you're going to answer it yourself, then why did you ask me to look at it, right? <laughs> like, that's the type of mentality that most of us go into work with. We go into work thinking the world is out to get us. And it, it really isn't. Maybe somebody just wants to understand how you arrived at that answer. And when you explain it to them, they can say, okay, I see why you said that. And now I kind of have shifted my answer from why. Like, I feel like it's kind of a mixture between X and Y. Or I see how we can say that both of these answers are correct. Or I see how we can explain both of these for the client or whatever. But the thing is, if you come off defensively, they the other person just shuts down like they literally like don't even take anything <laughs> that you're saying in because they're like why is this person getting defensive with me on this right and I like I said I I've been there I understand that whole idea of getting defensive um, but um, my viewpoint on a lot of stuff has changed and I've I've been trying to um, incorporate it a lot more into my life um, that's not to say that I'm perfect in my incorporation of it because I still definitely have my moments. But the thing is, I try to remember the line um, from the course, in my defenselessness, my safety lies. And it really speaks to the, the whole idea of not looking at the other person as someone who wants to attack you, not looking at that person um, as trying to tear you down, but really looking at it from the aspect of, you know, maybe this person wants to just understand where I'm coming from and I can explain this to them. Um, and sometimes we need to give ourselves the breathing room to respond. In this day and age, we are very much um, conditioned to do this immediate response thing, instant gratification. That's, you know, we've, we've moved towards that in our society with the fact that we've got cell phones, we've got, you know, cell phones that allow us to check our emails, you know, immediately to answer phone calls, to answer texts. But guess what? There's nothing that says that we have to immediately respond to that text or immediately respond to that email or immediately respond, you know, to the call. We can give ourselves the breathing room. And that was the second tip of taking the time before responding. When we take the time before responding, we're allowing ourselves to be able to shift back into a loving mindset with our answer rather than our conditioned state of being in fear and letting that fear answer for us. 
So take the time to respond and assess the intention with your response, right? So if you know like, hey, I'm in a bad mindset and I, this is what I really want to say. Well, what, what, how, how is that thing that you really want to say? Does it, is it a loving thing that you really want to say or is it a fear-based thing? Is it, you know, I want to be defensive or is it I want to explain? Is it I want to meet in the middle and, you know, help um, help everyone see what I'm seeing? Or is it a I'm always right and no one else can tell me anything type mindset? Like what's driving it? Is it the ego or is it your your heart? Is it your soul? You know, so really look at that, assess that intention and even if you have to rely on step two, which is taking the time to respond, to assess the intention, do that, okay, before responding. Um, the next uh, point is when you are communicating, um, let's say, with someone who is, you know, maybe not, not necessarily pulling their weight per se, or they're not doing something that needs to be done to help you get what you need to get done. You know, um, I, I have headed up many a project and (laughs) it is very frustrating to say the least when somebody isn't really pulling their weight on that project or they're not really, you know, putting in, um, what needs to be putting in, put in, and you're the one that's kind of left there to try to clean up the mess. You end up feeling resentful. You really end up feeling, um, you know, not valued, not appreciated in some way, because this person doesn't care that they're leaving you holding the bag. That's, and this goes back to that whole idea of, um, feeling like the world is against you. It's our natural inclination in those situations to throw that person under the bus or, Um, not necessarily go to them in a way that helps to um, explain or educate them as to why what they're doing is harmful. Um, It's more to cut them down. You know, um, one of the examples in the book was saying, you know, going to somebody and saying, you know, you never show up on time. You never show up on time. And because of that, like, no one likes you or, you know, no one likes you because you never show up on time. Obviously, if you tell that to somebody, that person shuts down. They feel like the whole, like, the office is out to get them because they're like, no one likes me. Like, no one, you know, like, wow. You know, like, and so they, they literally, they shut down. They're, they're not receptive to anything else that you're going to say because you've attacked them. You've attacked who they are at their core. The better way to approach a situation like that is to go to that person and say, you know, um, Tom, I... I really um, have been having a hard time getting my spreadsheets in on time because I'm waiting on the information that you have um, 
to create to go into the spreadsheet so that I can get it there on time. Um, I, you know, I understand that, you know, we, you're busy and everything, but is it, is there some way that we can work together to make this happen um, such that I'm, <laughs> I'm able to get what I need to be able to produce the spreadsheets for the boss or whatever timely? Um, because I'm finding myself um, having to stay up late, having to do all of these extra things in order to get it on time because I'm not getting it from you on time. So is there something... Um, that that we can do to to help this along. Um, using you know that type of statement to really bring it home. What happens for you when that person doesn't do their job makes it more concrete in their mind, and it also doesn't um, go into the realm of saying that they're always doing this right? It literally isolates it to the situation like, hi, you know, I've got to get the spreadsheets on time. When you deliver it on Wednesday, that means I have to stay up late Wednesday night, Thursday night in order to get it there Friday morning. When if I could get it on Monday, I would have, you know, a little bit of extra time to be able to do it. Can you help me out with this? Like somebody is more prone to make a change when they see that you are being put out and how their how their actions are negatively affecting you rather than literally saying you never pull your weight and no one here likes you right? <laughs> like Tom's already out <laughs> when you say you're never you you never put get your stuff in on time right so isolate it to the situation at hand rather than making it into something big. And again, this is something that we carry in with us when we're in that space of, you know, feeling like we're being piled on from, piled onto. Like if I'm already in that mindset where I've had an argument or whatever, and then I get the spreadsheet late, it's so easy for me to like jump into that. You never turn your stuff in on time and you know, no one here likes you. Like that's so easy to go to. It's so easy to say because I'm feeling like I'm completely overwhelmed and completely piled on. But if I take the time to take a step back and I go um, to this person and, and literally explain to them what happens when they turn their, their stuff in late for me personally, I have a better chance of them changing their action than I would if I went in with a negative attitude and said, you never turn your stuff in on time, accusing them and attacking them and no one here likes you, right? I'm never going to get what I want because they're, they're already off. Like as soon as I say, you know, you never turn your stuff in on time, they're already like, I'm never going to now. You know, I mean, literally, because you've attacked them and told them that this is what they always do. So they're just going to fulfill that, 
right? So we have to be mindful of that. We have to isolate these circumstances down to their actual, um, the actual thing that's going on if there is a problem and not necessarily have those, um, those actions influenced by what we are bringing into work with us, right? So that's the fourth thing. You know, when you're communicating, take the focus off of, you know, um, take the focus off of, you know, the overarching issue and put it on to you, like use I statements on, you know, what happens when this person does whatever, um, use those I statements to, to help them to see that you're trying to work with them, not against them. All right. Finally, um, and I spoke briefly on this before, was noticing your body's response to things. Obviously, typically when we're stressed, we tense up, our jaw clenches. Um, many of us might ball our hands into a fist. Um, we just get tight in our body, our, our everything. Chest can uh, get tight. Everything can get tight, right? And um, when we notice this, we know that we are experiencing something that is not what we typically should be experiencing in that moment. Sometimes that's influenced by outside circumstances, like I said, what, what, whatever you brought into work that, that day. Um, but sometimes it, it happens in the moment. And it could be that you're just feeling overwhelming pressure um, from, from all sides. And that's literally, it's, um, it's kind of like a powder keg forming within you and you're ready to blow. But instead of blowing, <laughs> instead of letting that, that powder keg just blow up, take the time when you notice your body is tensing up in this way. Take, literally, you can take, it's a minute. Take five deep breaths in and out and like deep belly breaths. So, you know, inhale um, through your nose, exhale through your mouth five times, five times. And if that doesn't recenter you, get up from your desk, go take a walk, walk around the outside of your office space, um, go downstairs, walk outside, um, give yourself the 10 minutes. Take, you know, this is back to, you know, number two, taking time before responding, but take yourself out of the situation for a moment, put yourself in a different environment such that you can breathe, that you can experience something else before you come back to whatever it is that you need to dress. Don't let that pressure just keep on you. Take the time to leave. I mean, if nothing else, go to the restroom. Nobody can stop you from like saying like, hey, I need to go to the restroom. Like if you need to go to the restroom, you got to go to the restroom, right? So go to the restroom. If that's all you can do is go to the restroom, go to the restroom. And take those five deep breaths. And take the deep breaths until you feel calm enough to address the situation um, in the proper way. Not bringing in anything from outside, not piling on what happened from the day, but really isolating it to what's happening in that present moment. And use the tips that we've talked about. Assess that intention. 
in your response? Like what's your, what's the intention behind the response you want to give? I mean, I, one of the things that I I do so often now, um, is when I'm sending an email, I'll send it and then I'll, I'll, I'll type it out. And then I'll say, is all of this needed? Is all of what I'm saying in here needed in this email? Am I piling on some of my emotions into this email? Do they need, do they even need this extra? And then I like, it's like slowly but surely the email gets whittled down until it really just conveys what needs to be conveyed. And there's no extra, there's no fluff, right? And sometimes that's what we need to do. And again, a lot of the, a lot of the reason that I'm able to do this is because I take the time to respond. I don't feel the need to have to shoot it off immediately. You know, I take the time, I write it out and then I say, how do I feel about this? And then I come back and I'm like, okay, well now I can send it, you know, um, especially when there's ones that I feel are questionable. If I feel it's questionable, that means that it needs to be revised in some way. So again, identify what you're bringing into work with you, you know, because whatever you resist, it persists. And until you acknowledge it, it's never, it's never going to stop being there. So acknowledge it. Take time before you're responding. Assess your intention in your response. When you are communicating to somebody, maybe um, things that they're not doing, do it from the standpoint of how it affects you. Like, I am not able to do X because I don't get this from you. Rather than being, you know, making it where they're the focus. You do this, you do that, you do this, you do that. Like, say, I, this, I can't get my stuff done because I am waiting on this information, you know, um, such that you're not attacking them. You're literally just saying, hey, in order for me to be able to do my job, I need your help. That's literally how we're turning it around, right? Finally, notice your body's response in all situations. Take the time to take a step back if you need to. Like I said, um, take five deep breaths to get you out of that stress-filled state and allow yourself that that opportunity to come back to it and and go back through these steps each and every time to take the time to respond, to assess the intention, right? So I hope that that helps you guys uh, this week. Um, It's, like I said, something that was really uh, very eye-opening to me when I read it because I think we all have encountered it. And again, I believe change starts with us. Um, with the person that that wants to seek the change, we can't expect others to change if we're not willing to change ourselves. So I hope that that um, helps you this week. As I mentioned in the resources, I will be um, sharing the link to Real Happiness at Work by Sharon Salzberg, where um, this podcast episode was inspired by. Um, and uh, I encourage you to read that book if you are wanting um, to bring a more mindful um, practice into your everyday workspace. Um, it's, like I said, something that's really, really helped me over time um, to look at things more mindfully in my work um, and recognize that certain things 
um, are my automatic responders rather than um, who I truly am um, as a person. And so um, knowing that it's an automatic response for me, I'm able to um, recognize it and kind of um, de-escalate the situation or, you know, take, take the hand off the trigger um, and assess it properly rather than like moving forward and allowing it to control me. So I hope that that helps you again. And um, I'll talk to you guys next week. Have a great one.